This is Jordan Grace, and you're listening to the Social Suplex Podcast Network. BWB, this is One Nation Radio. You better get it right. Rich Ladder James Boy came to give him life. The blackest wrestling podcast has come to kick all ass and drop it six feet if they're kicking trash. Word, let me welcome y'all to something different. And if you dig it, man, you should let some friends listen. We be getting it in this on the regular, dude. Ravish and flow, but this shit rule. See, James don't rap, so I had to break it down. The whole network, man, we coming for the crown. Raps in the columns, I keep them both covered Making the beats too, so the listeners can bump it Hit us with the rating, yeah, I'm saying it's a five Before you hit a talk, bob your head side to side It's One Nation Radio, and this is the beginning It's Rich, and I'm here with James It's time to listen to One Nation The power of the this is Mike Sempervivi from WrestlingObserver.com. Check me out on Wrestling Observer Live every day. And also check out your boys, Rich and James, on One Nation Radio. Uh, this is Kenny Omega. We're listening to One Nation Radio. Check it out, guys. These guys know what's up. Big Kenny Omega fans. That's all it counts to me. Goodbye and good night. Hey. Welcome to... The May 3rd edition of One Nation Radio. I am your host, Rich Ladder, here with my co-host, James Boy. James, how's it going, man? I'm tired, man. Um, your boy's only had, like, 70 minutes of sleep um, Damn. since yesterday. So, I'm just holding on. And I was like, hey, Rich, can you record this joint so that I could, like, not have to edit it and put it up and wait? And just get to sleep, and then like, and and then <laughs> we've been spending like what time is it? It's an hour. And then we spent like fifty minutes. Yeah, actually, it's an hour now. It's been like an hour. <laughs> you upload this shit. Yeah, man. I can't. I can't get no breaks. And he breathes back. Unbelievable, unbelievable. We have no format for this show, everybody. There is all. no format. The show is what you get. Either you like it or you don't. I do not care. <laughs> so um, I haven't recorded one of the shows in well over a year, maybe two years at this point. Um, I had to pull out my old interface to um, actually do the audio because I just was struggling with the Apollo one I got. I guess that one's only for music, and I can keep this one for uh, other cases here. But glad to be here. Um, you know, uh, I missed something last week that I did want to bring up. Uh, we had the death of Shock G and uh, of Digital Underground. And looking deep into his career, like, this guy was a legend among legends. Incredible interviews whenever you hear him talk about rap. And um, very, you know, I went through a lot of their catalog and just the, he was, a, he was awesome. You know, I'm naturally drawn to people that wear one more than, well, wear more than one hat uh, in the music game. Uh, his samples and, you know, the drums he used, like, shit used to just be dope. Uh, everybody knows the Humpty Dance. Uh, everybody's had fun doing that over the years. I can count the amount of times I've been in, in uh, a, a night night establishment having fun when the Humpty Dance came on. And uh, everyone's tried to imitate the voice of Humpty and uh, everything like that. And, you know, two, or, uh, Shot G, of course, you know, discovered or originally put Tupac on uh, with Digital Underground. He's, he was his roadie, and he ended up, you know, doing a lot of production in, like, Pac's first three albums, uh, if I'm not mistaken. So some of the stuff he did was, like, I Get Around. 
um, which he was playing on the piano. Like that's him. Like he was uh, one of the first people to add live instruments with samples. So that was, you know, pretty cool. And I found out that shock G was actually like, um, you know, he had roots here in Tampa. Like he pretty much grew up between here in New York. And then of course in California, and he died here in Tampa. So uh, I just want to say rest peace to Shock G. Somehow it slipped my mind last week, but um, definitely an icon, a legend, someone that sh- should have gotten told how great they were um, while they were around. Yeah, um, I'm not even going to front with you, bro. Like, um, I wasn't really on to um, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll take that back. Like, they had bangers, of course, like, you know, Freaks of the Industry and whatnot, and also Humpty Dance, as you mentioned. But, like, that whole scene, it was it was a bit before my, my liking of wanting to follow it deep in the rap like that. So, like, I pretty much had what pretty much whatever was on, uh, whatever was on, like, Yo! and TV raps and whatever I was getting from my cousins. And mostly, that, and a lot of that was, like, um, something else. So, I, I, I never really came across my, um, my desk. Um, but, you know... I, you know, given what you just said, like, you know, obviously, you know, RIP and, um, you know, like the, the, the Tupac link will always loom large. Yeah. And he, I believe he was only like 57. So it's another case of this month. Black Rob also passed away. Um, yeah. DMX passed away. Like this is a very rough month, uh, in the hip hop world. And it just is, oh, you know, you start thinking about your own mortality. It's like, fuck, like, it's like 25 years from now, I'll be 57 or whatever. And it's like, damn, like, I don't know, man. But um, no real format. We do have some questions um, in the Wrestling Squared circle. There was one uh, great thing that I, I think we should talk about, of course, the um, inner circle and um, pinnacle uh, face off. Apparently, they dropped a, you know, something on the road to today. That was incredible. I got to check out. Um, but. I guess we can um, start with some of the questions here that we have uh, in the Discord. If you guys uh, ever want to ask questions about the uh, whatever, drop them in the Discord and got some here. So JML says, is Ninja Mac too flippy for even AEW? Um, No. No, like I I don't consider AEW the the place of flips Nirvana myself anyway, but um you know Ninja if you haven't seen Ninja Mac, there's a uh there's a gif going around him doing all these flips and then giving a guy an elbow drop while he's seated um on the um on a steel chair outside the ring or whatever. Um, that you know is kind of catching, but I saw Ninja Mac over WrestleMania weekend, and he has this one sequence that's just incredible. Uh, you know, all these Phoenix Splash Sentons that he does running from corner to corner. It's very impressive, uh, especially like when you look at his body type and all that. But yeah, um, I'm with James. No, I don't think. Like I said, I don't think AEW is this this flips Nirvana place. Uh, that would be like <laughs> like CMLL or something. So. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure I, I've seen the video that he's talking about where the dude flips kind of in, or Ninja Mac pretty much like flips in place for about like uh, maybe like two handsprings before he finally does his move. Yeah, man, like 
I saw it, 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 it annoyed a lot of people. For me, it's just like, I don't care. It's a fucking indie match. Like, whatever. <laughs> Go nuts. Like, I, <laughs> shit, I, I, like, one, one, it didn't, like, given all the other stuff I've seen, like, it wasn't a front to my, to my senses as a pro wrestling fan, like, that someone did, like, did flips in place. Like, you know, under the right situation, you could do something like saying that someone got hypnotized by the fact this person kept doing it in a place. I don't know. Um, if you want to say the dude should got the chair and hit the dude, well, then like, well, then like we should basically kill all rest because nobody should ever counter because they know it's all coming. Like, so uh, whatever. Um, for for me, I, I thought what whatever. What, I didn't think it was some some outlandish thing. Like it, like that's not a bigger like affront yeah. to like the pro wrestling gods than like Orange Cassidy is. So I was like, all right, whatever. That's a spot. Like yeah. we had motherfuckers, we had motherfuckers in here a few years ago that was out here trying to wrestling with their dicks so it's like whatever man like we, we, we passed the uh the, yeah. the point of you know what you can and can't do in a ring and uh i enjoyed the ninja mac and it's fucking the ninja mac. yeah I, i'll put him in the class like with the anna j the ninja mac <laughs> um you know i went nuts for the ninja mac so uh he also has as how would you feel about will osprey winning the g1 this year as a champion, I I don't. He didn't mention belt or not, but um, yeah, man, I don't know about Osprey winning the G one uh, as the champion. If he wasn't the champion and had never won the belt, Osprey would have been my pick to win the G one. Same here. This year, I thought he was going to win it this year, and then he became the fucking champion. Like, yeah, well, so like, what, what, what the fuck you need the G one for? Yeah, look, ain't no Whatever. guarantee. Look, ain't no guarantee if you win the G one, you know you'll get that shit anyway. <laughs> Right. Now. That's a great point. That's a great point. <laughs> you know, the G1 is sunk in value out here. If you're out here playing games. <laughs> yeah. Month long tournament. And if you if you fight nine other guys and then after you are the best of nine guys, you face up the winner of that be also be nine other guys. If you do all that, if you go through 10 matches in a month of the hardest wrestling in the world, you will get a title shot, the biggest show of the year, um, five months from then. Or you could lose that fucker the next month to one of them dudes you lost to. Right. And, and obviously, you know, they were doing the briefcase signature for years. Obviously, you got to pay that off occasionally. But it's like back to back. You shouldn't. Eh, whatever. But um, yeah, like as far as Osprey. You know he's always going to be one of the best uh, uh, MVP candidate for the tournament. Um, so they could have done that, but they decided to make him champion. Now, do we have a word on why they um, took the belt off of Bushi so early? No, just cause. I, I think just cause. Uh, yeah. A very weird title reign in hindsight. All the stuff with um, you know his opponents getting replaced, uh, the clap crowds, of course the belt unification stuff uh just a lot of weird the him only defending uh, the isc belt against naito i don't know who who came out of this first quarter looking worse like naito or abushi naito kind of just got to kind of fade away so he might have been less but maybe abushi i heard shit from naito ever since i saw the video where like he had blew his knee out but apparently he didn't so like i you know i don't even know he's fine he's been in a few with great okan Okay. So, okay. Which he won a match a couple weeks ago. I believe it was a singles match. So, um, it, 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 like, it's crazy that, like, I feel, like, so detached from New Japan. Same. Right same. 
Same. And it's not. It's not like oh yeah, like like all of a sudden they stop having like the best wrestling in the world. Like they still have the best mat, ring ring bell to bell stuff in in there. It's still there, but it's just like I'm always telling myself. I'm always convincing myself I'm going to get around to to watching this shit and catching up to an to an extent. And like obviously when the G one starts, I'll be watching G one just like always. Um, but it, it it was weird. Like Dantaku was to, was to today. Right. Right. Uh, featuring a 39-minute match between JY and Hiroshi Tanahashi. Um, and I've never, you know, those who have never, like, 4.75 five-starred me. So, good luck with that. Um, like, the first time JY won the belt, like, I liked that match, but cause, that's because, like, Tanahashi was incredible in it. Um, yeah. Like, just like just a master class in selling. Um, but, yeah, um, yeah, they like to do the they they kind of have you know it's if you've seen their match it's very similar to when you've seen a few like um saber and tanahashi match it was like you already know what the match is once you see it like if you've yep. seen it one time you've seen them all before and like not to say they're not bad because they're all great or, or some level of great but you know like i wonder what tricks they added to it if they it, you know or if it was more the same it was more like watching like daniel bryan and roman reigns where it's like if you've seen one of their three singles matches you've seen all three of them We'll get well, minus the second. The second one has the you know the the Uso or uh, or Jay Uso's interference, but outside of, like the it's you've seen their you see their chemistry, you see what they do, and they just play off of they play off of what they've already done. We'll get back to that in a minute because there's okay. something that I guess you wanted to ask me on the show. Um, oh yeah, that's right. Up. So uh, MJ does PR says thoughts on the U.S. title being defended on TNT. Um, first. We gotta we gotta stop with the thought stuff. Um, <laughs> don't do don't do the, don't do the, the, Bomani the Bomani? thing. Look, thoughts. You, all, look, the thing though, the thing with the thoughts is like, okay, um, people get bothered by it, but it's like, okay, so all they have to do is change like change into the form of a question and and, and like add three words instead of thoughts on or what are your what, what do you think about and then they ask the same exact fucking there thing. There we like, go. We'll go with that. Like no, nah, for me it's like, you know that's all they have to change for you to say for you to accept that. So why this is just a you thing? Like, just answer the question or or say fuck off and move on with your day. <laughs> it's weird. Oh, I'm not talking. I'm not talking to him. I'm just saying like people that have the like Bomani hates the thoughts thing. I'm like, just, don't answer. Just just skip past it instead of telling people to fuck off. It's weird. It's really weird. It's a weird thing. It's really a weird thing. Um, so. My thoughts <laughs> on the U.S. Oh title God. being defended on this TNT. Um, I think it's awesome. Uh, I saw the graphic pop up. Yuji Nagata from WCW coming back <laughs> to TNT. Um, it's just a cool match. We know Yuji Nagata likes to hit hard. He still has something in the tank, plenty to offer. It's kind of uh, one thing that I like about AEW is like the wink and nod at you know the people that are supporting this company they know who Yuji Nagata is like fans know right. who Yuji Nagata is and they'll be like yeah we'll, we'll fucking stick that on there like he's a legend he's an observer hall of famer like of course bring your ass in here and, and fight John Moxley have an exciting match uh, on TNT and I believe they're going to do a, uh, a tag team lead up match Moxley's going to be teaming with uh, uh, Chris Dickinson against uh, I believe it is Renarita maybe um and Yuji Nagata on strong, right? On strong, yep. Yeah. So uh, 
very you know and that just shows that forbidden door is right there you know it's right there it's exciting and it's just you know you do it every you know couple months send people back and forth um you can probably do a ton of cool matches still for mox and i think that's the reason why new japan decided just keep to keep the belt on them because why wouldn't you if you have some type of you know relationship there um i think it's awesome and i can't wait for the match yeah excited for the match second i i saw the graphic for it um you know my first thought maybe it was like wcw's uh yuji nagata first joke um like everybody else and you know given the year that nagata had last year like you know he still has something left in the tank and you know that moxie wants to wrestle all of these dudes all of these motherfuckers in new japan that wrestled in the 90s like look how much convi- how how much convincing do you think he's done to try to wrestle Chono? Oh my god! They'd be like, they'd be like, John, Chono's done, man. He can't. He's done. No, he's announcing, man. Stop. Stop. Yeah. Stop. But what if? No, John. No. Like you All think right, that man? Fine. Like you think that man asked for Liger in in twenty nineteen at some point? Probably. Like you know, it's just a matter of time before we get Kojima. Hell, and, and, Kojima oh might come. God. Kojima might come with him. Maybe look when we look when we get this Kojima match, we got to get Jeremy on. <laughs> yep, that would be fun. Um, <laughs> <sighs> uh, so the next uh, question uh, we got actually comes from Jeremy. What's up, Jeremy? He says, "Who do you think should challenge Kenny Omega at Double or Nothing?" That's a good question. Um, you know they are doing this weird thing with Lance Archer right now. Um. Pack had kind of been in limbo or kind of been in, you know, in the picture for a second, um, but not, you know, anything serious. Obviously, they already had uh, three matches. Um, Kingston. Kingston seems like the obvious choice uh, or the most logical choice, given what they've done on their television. Um, but I, it's just really weird to me how, like, you know, one minute he has a broken leg, next minute he doesn't. Um, and Power of healing. It, yeah, I guess. Um, <laughs> and I guess for me, it's like, all right, so like this is kind of like saying, like, well, we really don't have, we really can't do Moxie anymore. So like, we'll get the next best thing. Um, I don't know. Like they did the tease thing for for a second with Hangman, and then they had Cage beat him um, in a very good match um, in the opener last week so like obviously he got taken out of pick so that's not going to happen um unless maybe he gets vengeance on on um uh cage in in future weeks but we're kind of getting close so um I, i'm thinking is it hell it may even be rich swan would uh, that be crazy i think it would seeing as how like he never <laughs> comes on he's never been on tnt yet it's just hard for me to project that um I'll go to two people. I'll say uh, either Christian or uh, if the inner circle wins uh, blood and guts, Chris Jericho. Uh, there's still a another, you know, there's Alpha Omega 3 out there. That match has been relatively protected since like the first. They haven't done it again since the first show ever. Um, that match has always been a big business match wherever it's been. Uh, the dynamics are now changed. Uh, Jericho being babyface, that would definitely change things. Uh, Jericho, of course, displayed this week, which we'll talk about at some point. He can talk just as good as he ever did uh, on the right day. He can still do the big money promos. And, you know, if 
if it's a situation where uh, I kind of look at it like Roman Reigns or WrestleMania, like if you have no plans on taking the belt off of Kenny, well, throw somebody in there that's a big name that you're probably going to do like good business with, or there's some type of history there, and you go ahead and do that while cashing in essentially and not wasting like putting somewhere one in there that doesn't need to be put in there like hangman page right now so <laughs> like you can still let hangman cook and i think what they did with him this week was great uh it gave give this man some adversity some real shit to fight through because all of a sudden he was at the number one rank and to me he just felt cold and i still haven't you know, been given any evidence that you could just hand him the mic and he can make it happen for himself. He's a very wrestling heavy type of guy. And he definitely, you know, I think, you know, everybody's talked about it. He's been one of the people that has been hurt most by the pandemic because he was getting over and, you know, was displaying a genuine crowd connection. But without that being there, it's just hard to judge. Um, You could, you could do Christian, uh, if you start, you know, letting Christian go through people, Christian got two matches though, and we only and we're only like what four weeks out? Yeah, three weeks out. Uh, we are no, it's at the we're at like five weeks out. This is at the last weekend of the month. I thought it was twenty ninth. Yeah, it's like the first today, right? No, it's the third. All right, so what what's the, what's the date for uh for double or nothing this year? Or, yeah, I believe it's the thirtieth, if I'm not mistaken. The thirtieth. Okay, so one, two, three, four, four, four shows. We're four shows away. Gotcha. And almost can't be Christian. Yeah. Um. Not gonna let, like it. Who? Who? I mean, I don't know the rankings, obviously, but like, unless he like just starts, unless he like picks off the Lucha Bros in like two out of three weeks, then like, nah, I ain't really seeing it. And also, like, I don't, you know, I'm, I'm just suggesting things where like, oh, he beat some real names here, that sort of thing. I, I don't really, I really don't see that. They did have Brian Cage beat Hangman this week. Yep. They normally, I don't think, would do some type of heel versus heel thing. But if you remember, there has been turmoil in Team Taz. Maybe this is a way they can jump uh, him out of Team Taz is to fuck him, essentially turning him babyface in the process. And, you know, Kenny still beats him or whatever. But I don't know. I think that's just like, you know, that's a like a far off distant option. I think that was to get a, a TV rematch for Cage versus Page, so they can have an awesome match on a bigger level, um, and have a, a, some type of heat to it. Because you know, as you mentioned, like Page has been kind of cold, like after the Matt Hardy thing, uh, or actually even during the Matt Hardy thing, it was more like, like it's more of the will they or won't they make him the leader or whatever with Dark Order, and they just have slow rolled this thing to the point where it's like, all right, man, like we're now at like two cycles of this now. <laughs> Jeremy also had another question. He said, thoughts on Andrade and Kenny um, at Triple Mania and Andrade's first WWE appearance being for Federation Wrestling, which is Roosh's promotion. Um, uh, You know, his, you know, I don't know about, I didn't really have any thoughts on where he would show up first. Like, I mean, I was one person like predicting like he's going to come out for like, you know, Duntaku or, or something like that or show up, you know, at AEW, but um, so I never have any, any thoughts on it, but um, as far as um, him versus Omega is like, this is what the fuck we've been asking for <laughs> immediately, <laughs> right? Um, yeah, so I would love that whenever that happens, I'm just gonna sit back and enjoy it, um, uh, and I'll be I'm gonna be patient. 
I'm not going to like freak out. Love like when you know when is this that, and the third going to happen? Um, it's in the air. It's, it seems like they want to do it, um, and they'll get to it. And is are do we know? Are they building towards that for Triple Mania? Or do we know for a fact it's going to be Triple Mania? So Andrade challenged him for Triple Mania. Triple Mania doesn't have a date yet, of course. So right. and Triple Mania is going to be a second half of the year. So right. I think that'll like give late. Him, that'll that'll give him time to because. I feel like if he's still the AEW champion by that time, he's not losing or anything. So um, it'll be for the AAA Mega Championship. So uh, I just want to say that you know when we speak, you know the Lord hears us. You know that's <laughs> that's, that's pretty much what you know I thought about this. That's it, it's strange when all these guys leave WWE. They all want to wrestle the same guy. It seems like so it's you know it, it's strange how that works. You know it, you know a, a dude that no one can benefit from. You know. It, just, oh, that nonsense. You know, uh, I, yeah. just, you know. They, yeah, they were. You know, Booker, Booker T was Asian. out here. Booker T yeah, was out Asian. here writing checks and saying, you know, I, I know that Booker T wouldn't recognize what a good invasion storyline looks like. You know, <sighs> that that's not exactly in his wheelhouse. So I had to apologize to Book on that. So, uh, you know, like Joe Lanza said, you are ignoring the math. Yeah, um, I don't know what people. I, I could, I could, I could see the argument for some people saying I don't get what the benefit is for a long term. But my answer would be like, it's professional wrestling. Like there is no long term unless like there's somebody for him to you know somebody to put over. And we don't know if they even have on the roster yet. Like in the meantime, they've increased viewership and more eyes on the product. Like, so if you find something like besides Kenny Omega versus anybody else, then like, there's your biggest opportunity for it. Like, do I think they put their best foot forward on that last pay-per-view? It was okay. It was a good, like, there were no bad, uh, there was nothing terrible on that show, but I didn't like, but it wasn't like some super kick-ass show either. Um, So yeah, like that's up to them. And like, you, you know, you look at, what they're doing with even, you know, um, Finn Juice is like, Impact Wrestling, please wrestle here. Like, that's that's pretty much what I like. If you want to wrestle here, you are signed to the company. If you need permission, you, you, can. you can come here. You can wrestle here as well. Yeah, and I think that seems I, to be what they're telling I think that's people. A nice, I think that's a nice strategy and a role for them. It's like, yo, we are... We are like this neutral ground, essentially. Like, that you can come, come do it out. Like... It's almost like we're PWG, <laughs> but not quite, you know, oh like they, they're not, you know, getting the imports and everything, but it's like, Hey, oh, big man. promotions, send somebody here. You, you know, we'll, we'll book them. Uh, his first post uh, WWE appearance being for Federation wrestling. I'm not sure of that. I don't know too much about it, except that it, that's Roosh's promotion in Mexico. It looks like, very ambitious based on all the people they had like any high flyer or mass guy this era you can think is being advertised for it bandito how, okay, Brothers. So how people are actually, okay advertise how many people are actually showing up though i don't know man like i don't know who's got the money behind this um in in mexico in particular from what I hear, this happens all the time. Like there right, are promotions what, that's why being, showing up. being started and a big first show, but it don't quite, you know, go. I did not right. like the move of like, I think I saw something about Del Rio versus Andrade somewhere in Texas. I did. I, I if I was advising uh, Andrade, I would tell him stay far away from 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 Del Rio. Del Rio right yeah. now, like that's just not 
what you know like at least in america like if you're gonna do that shit do go to mexico and and do that where you know that's a big cultural match for them that's like but the reels on that no fly zone uh almost uh, yeah he way. is he is um yeah he is on lots of people's shit shit list yeah yeah, yeah you got a point there um so you had mentioned something like uh so Dan Bryan and Roman Reigns had their last uh you know had their match this uh, past week. I did not watch it because if you thought I was going to tune in and watch a fake Dan Bryan retirement match, you were a sicko. Um <laughs> so, so I did not watch this, especially like mm-hmm. no one believed the stipulation anyway. Like, oh right. yeah, you know, he, right. he's going to retire or he's yeah. banned from the show. It's like who cares? Yeah. Like hey, I don't hey, hey, Rich. Do you know who's on SmackDown? Nobody. Kevin Owens, a man that has had work stoppages left and right for like the last five years, six years. Wow. No, I don't believe that this is no, I don't believe that like he's done in this town. Yeah. No. Yeah. So um, so yeah. Uh so what'd you yeah, make of it's a great match. Um, I saw that like there are wild uh fluctuations between what people thought of the match. I'm somewhere in between. Um, I I have it somewhere like a four and a quarter match, but like a four and a quarter match is like their other two singles matches too. Like they just solidly have done that. Um, And this match plays off a lot of the stuff they've done. Like uh, you think of um, when Ryan actually won uh, Money or not Money Bank the Elimination Chamber this year and. Roman came out and he went to, you know, he attacked him or whatever else. And he went to go spear him to, you know, squash him. And then he catches him with the, uh, the roll up. Like that was a staple at towards the end of that match. When I, when it got heated, um, you know, you think of, uh, their first two matches, singles matches where Roman kind of has the match in control and he's about to go for Superman punch and, um, Daniel Bryan catches him in the, in the stomach. And they talk about the, uh, the sports hernia that, that Roman had in, uh, the end of 2014, um, and Daniel Bryan had the forethought uh, to to um, you know he worked over the shoulder um, of Roman Reigns throughout it. So like they pretty much did the same spot, but instead of working over that that gut like you expect again, it's like nah, catch his kick to the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought Daniel Bryan's work on on in in Roman Reigns selling of his of a bad shoulder was was just phenomenal. Um, I mean the only the only this match could have been this match the only thing that held this match back from getting a better score for me was the fact that like the commercial breaks mm-hmm. um like i thought they did good jobs with like instead of you know get the you know someone gets the uh the bag i guess the hit and then the person has to build back up momentum it was pretty much like this person cuts them out this person has momentum we're going to break and they come back and they have momentum like nothing changed and then they'll continue continue wrestling like they treat this shit like how they talk about in wrestling in germany how they had the rounds mm-hmm. they treat it just like that like <laughs> we want a commercial break and then like rome like like they came to commercial break. Roman Reigns or uh, Daniel Bryan was on top. Uh, the first commercial break, he came back on top. Of the second commercial break, Roman Reigns cut off Daniel Bryan um, in the second break. Came back uh, for for the final stretch in control, and then and then Daniel Bryan like had a comeback and it kept going. I, I really enjoyed the match. Um, it, it was another great match. But the thing I want to bring up to you is, I remember you know for a while you said like they kept these dudes away from each other and i agree they did keep these dudes away from us for years daniel bryan's been back since uh the beginning of 2018 or let's say um spring of 2018 and it took until now 
to fi- for them to finally you know cross paths and have the feud that we thought um, in the ring that they could always have. And like now it's 2021, but the thing for me is like it's it's kind of funny that like given the ma- the three matches they've had in, uh, between um, or four if you include that 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 stupid thing at the end of uh, Eliminated Chamber, but like you have that. You have Fastlane, you have WrestleMania, you have this. I heard people talk so down on this thing about the Daniel Bryan fake retirement thing. And I'm like, yeah, I, I'm with you. I get it. I, I know it's fake too. Um, what's going to be a better feud in WrestleMania? What's going to be a better feud in WWE this year on the main roster? This is going to be the, this is the clear-cut fucking feud of the year for, for WWE main roster. I mean, what does that mean in 2021 when they're producing just ass, like in comparison to like to most of the world? I am talking from the perspective of the people that were on there talking about it uh, in a, in negative tones or whatever else about they want. They're so glad this shit is over with, or not glad, but it's just like Roman clearly swept this dude. It's over. It's done. Oh, to, you're talking blah, blah, to blah, blah, those blah. people. I see. But but no, saying. but I'm, I'm not talking about like a general fan. I'm talking about like the WWE hardcore fan and yeah. way they're talking about is like this is the best thing you're going to see all year. What are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah, I. You're I, not going to. What was the last time? It was it? How many years has it been since there was a feud that had big match, big match, big match, all great matches consecutively? There's no twists and turns and, and gaga bullshit. These are like classic or more or less classic wrestling matches that you can put up against anybody in the world. Not saying it's as good, but like you say, these are wrestling matches. They're damn good too. Maybe they're not as good as fucking New Japan or a or um, whatever uh, Kenny Omega is doing, but these are great matches un- unquestionably. It's been a couple of years. We'll say like what? John Cena versus AJ Styles? Ooh. Um, Anything in 2017? Fuck no. I mean, I yeah, guess the Mahal like, running what? around. All consec, all great. See the uh, you could you could have said Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles, but they but the Royal Rumble was they a stinker. Shit in bed, yeah. Um, you could argue. I mean, you could argue 2018, but they did so many times. I want to say that, but I, you, I mean, based on paper for you, you could probably say like Charlotte and Becky for 2018. Um, because they're hot. Too I mean, many death. That, that, ma- too many death matches. Too many death matches? Yeah. I thought they, they had one death match. They had the death match at Evolution. They were in a ladder match. Um, oh, yeah, you want to include Oscar. that. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. You're right. That's fair. That's fair. With Oscar. Yeah, that's, they that's did fair. the match with the, with the hey. angle in it, like hey. where, where Ronda ran down. Uh, and, hey, and, and but at the same Becky time, though. WrestleMania. Ep- but at the same time, though, Evolution TLC, like four, four and three quarters back to back, baby. <laughs> All right. So, but you get my point, like, that's kind of hard to do. I mean, you can say Daniel Bryan and Kofi. They, uh, I don't. You, like in Elimination Chamber and then the WrestleMania yeah. match, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, like they, I, they, I, I think they're just uh, the your typical WWE hardcore. So in the Roman Reigns, they're just so happy he's beating Daniel Bryan. But I'm like, y'all, did, y'all never got the real victory. Like, you, you know what the real victory is between Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns. It's not who the company picks to win the fake matches. It's who the people have always been with. And I'm sorry. They have never, and The Rock means never, been with Roman Reigns the way they have been with Daniel Bryan. Unfortunately, these things don't matter to WWE. So, we are where we are. Yeah, and also, like, 
like the company is or, or Vince or whatever else. Like he's been so bad at booking baby faces. Like whatever the hill between those two is going to do better anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> do you remember um, when Daniel Bryan or excuse me when Roman Reigns was getting into it with Rowan and Daniel Bryan was the heel? Oh, Jesus then. fucking Christ. And they, and they like ran away uh, at that time from from the whole thing. Wonder how that would have gone. Remember how they had Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns in 2018, the top guy in the company, and also another dude as a top guy, in a program that ultimately led to them not wrestling at that time, and they both missed the third biggest show of the fucking year. Yes, that's like that is malpractice. What? what? Like, th- you think of all the stupid things Vince has done with Roman Reigns, right? Like, that is hot. That's, I almost say it's number one or even two, but, like, that's up there. Like, number one for me is, like, WrestleMania 34. Like, I, you had this man win the 2015 Royal Rumble. And then he gets his ass beat at WrestleMania. And then he he fights to a draw with, with Brock. And then insert the cash in and he, get, and he eats the pin. Then you go to, you know, then you get all the way to 2018. And then that feud, he's just outwitted and just ass whooped everywhere. And then he goes out there and then he get, he catches a fucking shoot forearm to put over the danger of the match. And ultimately he loses on a fake fucking move, a F5, a fucking wrestling finish. Man, he's going to hit with a super kick like the Young Bucks. Ha ha ha. Right? <laughs> After that. And then he shows up. In Saudi Arabia, and they had the match where he spears him out the cage, but like Brock Lesnar touched, even though like they're all on cage still, they're not outside yeah. the cage, whatever. Idiots. So then they're like, well, yeah, everyone's we'll watching this match. We'll, we'll, we'll have him put over Bobby Lashley as well. Or, oh, yeah. That's like, right. But we know we're going to give Roman Reigns that win right the yeah. fuck back on Raw. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so then, so then we get Roman Reigns versus Brock at Russell uh, SummerSlam that year. Four months after this man had one of the most one of the, like worst booking uh, catastrophes for any babyface in the history of this company, major babyface, and the crowd doesn't shit on it like WrestleMania because Braun could possibly cash in. They do the scam job, and then ultimately, after this man has been chasing after to beat this dude is like the top of the food chain to probably put himself over on, on the pinnacle of rolled wrestling entertainment he wins after chasing this dude for 43 fucking months by winning off a distraction it's like yo that is so narratively unfucking satisfying what this is this man but hulk hogan this man booked Stone Cold Steve Austin. This man booked The Rock. This man booked John Cena. What the fuck is this man booked Batista? What the fuck is wrong with you? What happened? Malpractice, tragedy. Um. Oh yeah. So this this is what I'm on now, because uh, I, like obviously everybody is at this point. It's been years gone. Like the, with me, with Becky Lynching was like the final straw. With me, was like Vince needs to go. I don't want to hear anything about any other changes or whatever else. If Vince don't fucking go, it's just moving around. It's just nicely moving around furniture pieces to adjust the feng shui and the feng shui is shit. Like you gotta you gotta root that. You gotta like there's uh, still a smell. In there. Like there's still right. a smell coming from that room. Oh my god. So. Um, for me, so for me, um, I'm not sure my point cause I'm, I'm sleep deprived, but whatever. Like I was talking about Roman talking about, uh, uh, Becky. oh, I know what it yeah. was. I know what it was with Vince, with Vince. 
Like, I'm at this point now with Vince where it's like, he's 75 right now. Okay. Um, I love Florida State football with all my heart. <laughs> um, I cried like a baby uh, for uh, Bobby Brown's last game. I always believed in my heart that it's his – he built the fucking program. If he – if he uh, – Kareem's into a ditch and can't get it out the ditch. Well, oh well. Like if he, if he wants to die uh, with, with the headset on, that's his prerogative, right? Like he built this, right? I have the benefit of hindsight to after those that day when I was crying like like a like a child, uh, watching him hold up that spear in the Gator Bowl, um, for that bowl game that they won, realizing that like his last his last game coaching was two was the two thousand nine season. Florida State won the national title in 2013. They were a they made another they made a BCS or slash New York Six bowl game in 2012. Like you can, it would be almost instantaneous how much better this product would be. With all the, like there's no like this isn't a place filled with idiots and wrestling morons. This isn't like a bunch of selfish assholes. This is a WCW. Like there's one person holding up all this progress. Like there is. Literally no reason why the main roster cannot be as good as NXT is on a weekly basis, given that they probably have more uh, main roster talent. The women's division's kind of shaky, but Roman Reigns, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Seth Rollins, uh, Sheamus Riddle, the list goes on and on and on. They have singles talent and all that kind of stuff. They have they have they have, they have to do a lot of work with women. I'm not even gonna front on that, but they can get this shit together where it's like, hey. <laughs> Because they, because look, they were doing this on SmackDown Live. Hey, this happened on the show. It's going to lead to something else happening next week or two weeks from now, and they build anticipation. It's not that fucking hard. Ryan Ward did this when he got called over uh, to SmackDown for that time, and then they said, "Well, I don't want to really for be forced to tell cohesive stories," and they changed their minds after that. But that's, but that's where we are with him, like with, with this whole situation, like. If y'all want to still watch Visit Man with that bullshit and the fiend and whatever else, <laughs> have at it. That's your prerogative. But all I see is people that talk about it talk about, I can't believe anyone's watching Raw. It's awful. It's a dumpster fire. And then they watch the two-hour SmackDown. I don't... The people that talk about five hours... Here's one, Rich. Today. I'm, it's going to sound real Ryan Sadney, but I thought about this when it happened, right? And I thought about the same thing when it happened. I was at Walmart after leaving um, from physical therapy for mm-hmm. my back, and I went shopping. And I had this—I uh, had a the Chris Jericho shirt that Jeremy got me on, right? And dude that was working produce said, "Hey, uh, just Jericho, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you, you watch wrestling? Like, yeah. Start talking. And it's like, yeah, man. So what you watch? You watch uh, Raw SmackDown? And he goes." Yeah, man, I don't watch Ross, man. I watch NXT and AEW. We fucking died. We, it was that. It was that laugh. It was. It was like insecure when when um when the two girls like uh two Easter's friends That's just look and they sit they talk about laughing like ah. It was that moment we were like yeah. It, it's we both we both knew exactly what we meant. Like yeah, man, we can't do it. No, should, no way, no how. Up. And then we started talking about different stuff. He asked me about like what I watched. And I told him all the stuff I watched. He's like, yeah, man, like I watched some Japan. Like you watch Stardom? That's cool. And then he asked me about what I thought about Dave Meltzer or whatever else, and he moved on. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, man, like that's that's the thing. Like nobody, I don't think any. Obviously, there's people that just are so disillusioned or whatever else that they just hate what, and that's fine. 
or no, I'll, I'll actually I would say you see some help they, or whatever they, else. They, they got to stand up for WWE, you know. But what I will say is like nobody is banging on or most people are not banging on WWE because it's just a thing to do. Like most of my favorite wrestlers are still in are still fucking there. Like I would like to see them do some fulfilling things or whatever else. Like it's 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 crazy to see what Moxie has done in two years. It's crazy to see what Jericho has done in in the last three years. It's crazy to see what like Deanna Parasso has done on Impact after just leaving or whatever else. Like you see these people leave and then immediately do something like fulfill, kind of like creatively um, enriching, like the wrestling world. And it's like, yeah, man, like think of all these brilliant people that were that are there or stuff or whatever else, or all these people minds or whatever else. So you see, do this stuff all, in WWE and. 205 Live or NXT UK or NXT or hell, even sometimes still on the main roster. You're just like, why can't y'all put it together? And it always comes back to the top. Like, so for me, it's like, y'all want to hold on to Vincent Man? Cool. When the, the day we won't have Vincent Man, we we will see how how like that it'll be. It'll be shocking. Yeah, man. Um, I want to switch gears and talk about um uh, Blood and Guts coming on Wednesday, and of course the Blood and Guts match, um, phenomenal segment between the Inner Circle and the Pinnacle. Yes, MJF just like absolutely blazes Jericho, and then Jericho like sits there like Papa Doc at the end of Eight Mile. <laughs> it, it all goes around, and it goes to you know FTR, it goes to Santana, uh, it goes to Sammy and Spears who did a good job on you know both of their sides, and Sammy's uh, gonna go coast to coast in this thing. It looks like um, Jer- Mike gets back to Jericho, and it's just like can't count this guy out ever, um, and. It's been five years, I want to say, of Jericho uh, saying us being like, or you know, you'll hear the whispers up about Jericho, and he'd be like, "Oh, I don't know, man. It seems like he's slipping, or he's washed, or he's you know, he's not in touch with stuff anymore." And then like, you just give him a, a little bit of time, and he always figures it out. He adjusts, and uh, I'm not saying he's you know the worker that he once was, right? However, it's just like in the game of wrestling, like. Like, you know, they always talk about Floyd Mayweather in boxing. Like, he's played the boxing game better than anybody, and he knows it top to bottom. Like, Jericho is, is much like Floyd Mayweather in that way. Like, I played his game, and, and I can figure it out because, like, as simple as it goes, it's good guys and bad guys. And he's flipped on a dime to become a good guy, and he cuts his promo, and he's talking about, you damn right I was curtain jerking at 25 years old, but I was curtain jerking there. And that led me to where I am now because by the time I was 25, I was already a main eventer in Mexico and Japan and Germany and everywhere. And it's just like you take everything that he takes, everything that MJF says about him and just flips it. It's just like that's the art of like great promos. It's like how fucking Austin 316 happened. Like (laughs) it's the same shit, essentially. Um, I'm very excited for this match. They smoked this. This is a like like I was hearing people from people in wwe about how great this was oh yeah yeah i didn't i didn't know about that but like, i remember watching it and it was just like yeah this is the best tv segment this is the best talking segment i've seen this year so far that i can remember unless i'm forgetting something and i whatever i for, i'm forgetting like i i owe a huge apology to but like yeah like i thought this I, this is the best one i've seen like the sean like the sean spears and um sammy's or sammy's name sammy Guevara thing you mentioned like that started off like that was great um, you know, they're, and then they're like leading up all these points that make it sounds like, yeah, the pinnacle is full of shit. 
like obviously they're heels, but like they're full of shit. Like, like y'all ain't no family. Like y'all no, ain't. Sammy's and or Sammy's and I got Sean Spears saying like, "Well, I'll die, like I, I'll bleed from I'll bleed for them." I'm like, "Y'all been together like six weeks? What? <laughs> Sit your ass down somewhere." <laughs> but it's like it's all setting up for Jericho's haymaker at the end, and like, I, I mean, it's it's kind. Of, I hope it doesn't get lost, but like MJF's been sensational like all throughout this entire thing, like ever since the the the, the angle um, where like to start out the, 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 the to debut uh, Pinnacle like. Promo, every single promo he's been has been on point with him, and like for him to set that all up for Jericho to come out there and hit like a a you know a promo of the year you know thing that's like it goes like two minutes three minutes whatever else it was awesome and I think you know with Jericho it's always weird to have people that are always great that are great promos or whatever else and then like the few times you know you see them and like they're not as great as it used to be and it's like but it's kind of like shit I won't say necessarily riding the bike but like. You had these chops. You built them up. Is it just rust you got to knock off or whatever else? And, and like, with Jericho, because he never stopped, really. Um, like, this, I feel like this is his best promo since, like, the introduction of uh, the Inner Circle. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and remember, on that was all the time. He smoked that one. That was all the time or two. And it, it's cool to see that, like, it's come full circle where he, he's like, you guys have known each other for, what, a couple months? Like, we've been in here just each other for since day one like we are the real family we are the real band of brothers like we will get this shit done and it's like this is the reason why like the faction when factions turn heel faction turn babyface why them shits always work out so well because like y'all have lied cheated instilled and been bastards for however long and then like you what you have to rely on about whatever shit y'all done and whatever bodies in your trunk is the fans remember y'all bond and that will be what it will like why people will respect y'all because like y'all been but that's why the shield will turn babyface and it'll fucking work it's mm-hmm. like you know when we talk about with tiny as far as like uh, how affectionate they were for each other you know like when when like they had to go pick up uh uh saffron's off the off the pavement but like just the fact of like we are here we've done this together we're and we're going to and like maybe the whole locker room hates us and we have some amends to make for all the stuff we've done but like we still have each other and like that's excellent that's always going to work like that's timeless and it worked with with uh it worked la- or the other the other night i thought it, i thought it was uh, i thought it was a great promo really did yeah man um <clears throat> i didn't really have much more um from that um on that mm-hmm. or anything but um i thought that um, you know, I, I I can't wait for the match. I I, I got to watch that um that last bit of build on the uh, road to show for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want to catch that. Um, I think it's good. I think it's good news that like we know for a fact now. Like this, that's not the only match on the card. There's going to be multiple matches because I was the first like, wait, what? Like, because because the word for me was like, this don't sound right because like the wording doesn't sound like exactly how it would sound if this was a one match show. I felt so like I they were like, always going to like explain it. Like I was, I didn't want to jump to any conclusions on it because I'm like, it's so far away and the time they said it. And I'm like, right. There's no way. Like that doesn't mean what that's he how, says it means. Like that's, that's how I felt. But I was like, so, but why does this, why does it sound like it could be? It, it mm-hmm. just, it's like, it's, just seems so wishy-washy so and i then, think like, you know, i think now what the deal is like they're just gonna do one match live like that right that's yeah, yeah that's what i heard like they're gonna they're gonna they've shot the match they're gonna be on the undercard of this thing already and like for the lot and there's gonna be on the screen for the live fans and then the only match that, they, that the fans 
and attendance will see live in person will be blood and guts. Right. Um, yeah, man. Um, trying to think. Um, they, um, yeah, yeah. Um, there are some big matches in DZ coming up. I know, uh, I believe, uh, Kanosuke Takeshita will be returning, uh, and it's going to be the Cyber Fight Carnival. So it's going to be Noah versus DDT in some cases. So mm-hmm. he's going to be on the opposite side of a tag team match from Kaito Kiyomiya, which I'm looking forward to. Uh, I'm probably going to check that out sometime this week. It may be on the 6th, if I'm not mistaken. I might have the date wrong, um, but <clears throat> I'm, I'm pretty hyped up for that. Uh, anything in in stardom going on, James? Um, yeah, uh, they are building, to, oh, kind of, sort of building. Like this is supposed to be going. We talked about it, I think, last week. As far as um, there are five shows set up. Um, no, go ahead. <laughs> oh yeah, given given um what they did in 2019, the only year that I've been able to see uh the Golden Week shows where COVID hasn't fucked up everything or fucked up most things. Um. They, they basically had faction produce shows. So um, that was one of my favorite times in my stardom fandom of watching them, you know, do a bunch of whack, wacky, silly shit that people um, say they don't do for a week and then like go back to kind of doing their thing. Um, so this year um, there were five shows. Uh, one of the, one of the matches uh, uh, or the weekend shows or one of the weekend shows is going to be in Osaka uh, that got canceled, obviously. So um, that was going to have a, tr- a trios uh, title match with uh, Cosme Angel versus. Um, uh, oh, um, Oedo Tai. They ended up um, scrapping that and at all scrapping. They moved it up and then got them out of there. Like, <laughs> like come through, get beat. And then like, and it was it actually interesting because it was for the, the defense record for um, the trios titles um, in but they have a they have a hell of a uh, um, challenger for um, them to break or they tied it, but like to break the record now, um, it like they have to face Nasapoy, Hameka, and Micah. So like I like this booking because Tam and Nasapoy had their match, and then in the build up um, after or in the build up to um, the four four pay per view, they had. Hameka and Micah wiped the floor with Mina in in um, Unagi in a in the tag defense. Um, so it's like two, you know, it, it's an even match. It can go either way. Like, um, and it's kind of cool that like they're mentioning the 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 title defense. It's not some big thing. It's only like like five gets you the new the new record. You know, like so. But given the fact that like all these people have hi- chemistry or whatever or have the, have history recent, like is is going to be a cool match. And I was like. Like Nespo and Tam, like they, they're fighting each other like cats and dogs lately. Um, so on the other end, they're still uh, they're still teasing and building towards a uh, Hameka and not Hameka, but uh, Utami and Shuri uh, for a red belt match. Um, because of the cancellations and some of the prefixtures, um, the Cinderella tournament final show that would have been on the 29th um, got canceled. And they are, and what they've done instead of having every single round except for the first round on that Cork and Hall show, what they've done is on this next Cork and Hall on the 14th, they're doing like uh, every round except for the, the the semifinals and final, and then the semifinals and final will be at the Oda City show 
um, uh, for the Cinderella tournament. Uh, I'm kind of, I'm okay. I don't really like it um, because like, Notice the show is in theory supposed to be the second biggest show of the year this year. Mm-hmm. And you look at the field of contestants that are still alive and people are either going to eliminate eliminated or whatever um two weeks before the show and you look up and you'll be like well damn like the red belt challenger and the white belt challenger they're gonna be weak challengers and they just got beat or eliminated by getting thrown over the top rope like and that's not a big deal they get thrown over the top rope but it's like there's not really much to choose from if you're going to do that plus have three matches or whatever else for the thing like that's going to be a great card of five great matches or whatever else but it's like it don't really feel never to like aside from shuri Whoever they pick to be the white belt challenger for Tam, if they do, do go that route, is like that's that's just they may as well pick a Zumi, <laughs> like because like they they they're they're the road kill unless you know, but the best you can do is get a good match out of it. Um, so um, looking at it that way, I was start thinking of like, all right, so what's what's I was talking to JML about this earlier today. Is like given you know what they've done, like what's the best case scenario, and I'm like. I'm thinking my best case here, like how to get how to do this. Like, could they delay the trios match with with um with Cosmic Angels versus uh Nasapoi Tam and Hameka? I'm sorry, Nasapoi Hameka and Micah, and like just have Tam not even have a white belt defense then, and just say like just do the trios match or whatever else, and then like have Nasapoi beat them, is that they get stopped at the streak and they snap it there and they can move on. Um and then I started thinking, like, all right, well, who the hell's actually going to win this tournament? Like, Utami and Shuri are supposed to ru- are going to face each other in like the very next round, right? It's like they've been teasing this, they've been te- like either Shuri. I don't think they're going to have Shuri win it because it's like she doesn't need to. Like, she's already she can just challenge it because like she's the she has the best one percentage of everybody, right? Um, so I'm wondering, like, do they, obviously they're going to go with the draw, and then they say, oh, well, yeah, in two weeks, two weeks, like, they're just going to have this match and, like, just do it. And it's like, okay, hey, that's it's kind of lame, given, obviously, these, these things have been forced upon them because they've had to delay this damn thing, like, twice now. Um, and then I'm looking around, I'm like, all right, so if you just assume that, like, they're just going to do that and then get rid of Utami and Shuri – you look at the rest of the card is like the only so you know you, I, my first thought was like all right so julie's still in this thing who can she wrestle in the final and put over i'm looking at the other end i'm like for me nerd what i would do is i would i would, I would just do my you in in um in julia in the final and then like Mayu wins and then challenges Tam, but it's like that's that's that seems too easy. But I I don't know. Um because like there's still like Hameka around in like uh like Mayu will have to go through Hameka because um Hameka has a bye and then like um the only real tough if they actually do the draw thing on on the other half of that bracket with uh, uh Shuri and Utami, the only tough match that Julia would have to keep from getting to the final would be against Micah. I don't think they're going to have Micah beat Julia. So, like, I think that's kind of what you kind of have to do because, like, what else can you build towards? Like, if they're going to do Shuri versus um, Hameka, I'm sorry, Shuri versus Utami for the red belt, 
you're just gonna leave Julia ass out with no big match. They're not gonna do that. So yeah, it's almost like gotta a, have, it's almost gotta like had General Julia on top somewhere. <laughs> right. Right. So it's like I'm trying to figure out where these people go, and I'm like, all right, you know they got to do something with Tam. You're gonna do something with with Utami and, and Shuri. You're gonna do something with Mayu. You're gonna do something with Julia. So it's like I'm trying to figure out how this is plotting, and it looks like. And if they do it that way, like that would be really cool. That'd be five really uh, good matches or whatever. But it's like it's also on such short notice, and y'all had two months. And I granted, like your shit got fucked up, but it's like y'all didn't try to, you know, speed this thing up. And it's also also, <laughs> also watching like this these middle these middle rounds of this thing is kind of be like after watching that first round, I'm not too enthused. Like maybe they'll wrestle better. Hopefully they wrestle better. But it's like that first round did not make me think like. Oh yeah, they're gonna turn. They're gonna crank this bitch up. I'm just kind of like, eh. Hmm. Um, but yeah, that's 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 pretty much it for for stardom. Two, um, two documentaries that came out uh, this past weekend that I would highly recommend. Uh, of course, the Dark Side of the Ring season one is pre- or season three has premiered. Episode one, the Brian Pillman episode, absolutely phenomenal. Uh, there's a guy named Kim Wood who I believe was a Cincinnati Bengals strength coach. Absolutely steals the show. Just knows more about the wrestling business and like how to approach it than every, everyone. And he was like Pillman's main advisor, pr- pretty much telling him how to deal with Vince and Bischoff and everything like that. It was incredible. Um, they had his family on there, uh, his kids that have grown up. And, you know, I've seen some Brian Pillman documentaries in the past, the WWE produced ones. This one has a totally different tone to it. Uh, Austin's on there, Ross, Cornette, everybody that's a, that's big, that's associated with Pillman. I believe Brett may be on there. I think I might have saw Brett on there. Um, but, yeah, highly recommend you guys check that one out. Also, the two dudes with Attitude one that went up on the WWE Network is about Diesel and Shawn Michaels, essentially, and their run and from 93 to 96, essentially. They kind of gloss over good friends, uh, better enemies, but that's like a small nitpick on this. Uh, mm. There's a really funny thing. Wasn't that their best match? Yes. That was, that was like that's their, one, that was like their the, only big match. Up. That's the one with uh with uh they took Matt off uh, uh prosthetic yes. off right yeah, yeah yeah that match is wrong that's a great match um yeah and I and then uh, Sean like does all the Hogan and, and Savage poses yes. right at the end, at the like, end he's like fuck, fuck you took my friend he's like fuck you guys <laughs> like like I'm the man in this business these main events um yeah yeah uh so they talk about at, there's this one part where Sean realize he has no social skills like outside of the wrestling business and Kevin Nash essentially teaches him how to talk to women like it's hilarious like um they talk about their different approaches to the business and Kevin Nash like I think if you're a wrestler if you don't listen to Kevin Nash and like uh see how he played the game you're doing yourself a disservice like he's do you but do you think that like that game uh how do you say it um do you think that game that that he that he spits like? Do you think that actually like ports into different uh, playstations if you are not seven foot tall? Um, I mean, I mean, you know, you know better than I would. But you regarding know, not, the not, business, not, every, not not everybody that can like he can. Yeah, I, like regarding the business, I would say like um, like not everyone can do it, right? But mm-hmm. I think you can take lessons from it. Like, hey, don't put. Everything like if, if you're gonna put everything on a line for these companies and all that, make sure you're getting something back from them. Like okay. that that was like one of his messages to Sean essentially, because Sean would go out there and fucking kill himself, and then like you know, 
and not really think much of it. And Diesel's like, man, I want to be a fucking millionaire. He's like, Sean wants to be the champion. I want to be a fucking millionaire. So like, <laughs> I went or multi millionaire. He was like, so I went to WCW or whatever. Is I did what I did. Fuck it. This is why I did it, and I'm happy. Like, and he was just like seeing him years later. Like Kevin Nash has always been one of the most compelling people in wrestling, and it's like you you easily see why Vince wanted to give this guy a chance. Like just looking mm-hmm. at him and you know, how he, how he was built and um, you know, his cool factor it just didn't happen to light up things in, at the box office. And they also gave him pro- They're in the mud prob- at the time. They like, were in the mud. Yeah. They gave him horrible yeah. opponents, everything. Like he was wrestling fucking Mabel at SummerSlam. Like, sorry. It was, a, it like, was, a, I mean, the whole product was just in a mess. Like aside, aside from like their, their stable top guys, like yeah, the rest of it was a mess. Like, and like they were still trying to find something post the golden era, so yeah, yeah. And, and that's like I mean, the time you, I, I mean, started watching. Huge, yeah. new, uh, I'm a big new person. gen guy, and this yeah. is this like hit home, like this whole documentary hit home. I was like, Shawn Michaels is diesel, hell yeah, run this, <laughs> like, and um, like the only thing that would have been better is like, like they have to do the def- and, and they don't talk about this era really, uh, often, like because obviously it's like, why would you, but. It's like you got to get the BSK, you got to get Bret Hart's guys. It's really only Bret now, uh, and then you got to get the click. And then they like they have to tell the story of the like. Remember how we had that conversation? Like if they were going to do a ten part thing on the NBA since like two thousand eight, you got to get all these different factions. Like mm-hmm. that's what the the idea would be for this, and it would be like really compelling because it's a time where. Vince like the stuff didn't work anymore and Vince didn't know it wasn't working until like he looked up and was like oh shit we're having WCW kick their teeth in yeah but like we're having WrestleMania 11 in fucking Hartford like (laughs) shit like that but um yeah highly recommended both of those documentaries but I I don't really have much more James yeah there was um oh well you mentioned that documentary when you said there were two that you saw I knew you were talking about the Pillman because I saw you talk about it um in the thread but I I didn't I figured you were talking about Macho Man um I I guess I gotta get around around to these A&E ones A&E ones I'm I'm a little skeptical of them by nature but because um, they're co-opted by by WWE people involved in them yeah I understand either I want WWE making it or whatever or like you know, someone like Dark Side of the Ring is like doing like a fair use style. If it's some mm-hmm. collaboration, it's like oh, I don't know. They, they, <laughs> you know, what if one side yeah. wants? You know, they, I don't know. It's like what one yeah, side wants like, to clear and shit like that. Yeah, uh, it was. Um, it was. I saw that Connor had mentioned that like compared to the other ones that have already been done, like this was a relative hit, hit piece on Savage. And I was like, you could see. I mean, I can understand if people feel that way, but it's like, you know. Name me the positive stories you ever heard about Savage that or or you know his time in around people that ultimately didn't tie back to him being like overly paranoid and overly uh obsessive and like it ties back to the fact that man was on too much coke. <laughs> I you know um, like the only stories I ever really heard of that were positive about Macho Man is how great he was with kids. Like he didn't have any kids of his own, but he would go above and beyond for like charities and stuff like that okay okay yeah so so for me i thought you were talking about that one but it's like and the thing for me is like that doesn't bother me as far as the wwe part of it is like wwe has done their own uh documentaries and they have done you know all this other stuff and like you know wwe when it's like anything that wwe touches that that vince hasn't touched is normally good as hell or great 
Like you look at all those things they've done with the 24s and and yeah. the 365 things, like all that shit is quality tele yeah. quality what? viewing. And like, you know, whether you get to it or you don't, because there's an abundance of it, is like it's up to you. But like it's always there and it's always on point as far as being something uh, worth watching. Always. I wish, you know, the network's in the mud now, but you know. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I highly recommend like that Nash and uh Sean one because it's literally just the mm-hmm. guys bouncing the camera back and forth between Sean and um, Diesel, and then like a person's, uh, you know, sprinkled in every now and then, and then just showing all the highlights and telling the story in okay. order. And so, is it, um, so what's the name of this series? Or, or it, it's like, on, you know, they always yeah. rename their stuff, repackage their stuff constantly. Yeah. Like, what's the name of it? It's on WWE Untold. Okay. Yeah. Untold's been around. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's, I think, I mean, you talk about NXT, but nah, man, like it was, it was one of those move to car George type things. Like it wasn't no high stakes thing. It was just like quality television show that were focused on character and a couple good matches. And that was pretty much it. Like it was a solid show and it wasn't nothing big or anything like that. Like, you know, just how we talk about, um, aid or, um, dynamite, like it, aside from the only thing that worth mentioning is like Adam Colt's promo. Um, you cut this promo saying it's like, you know, it's not my fault. Kyle got lucky. I'm not done with Kyle. Um, so the shocker. Yeah, craw- <laughs> Uh, You know, um, I haven't decided what I want to do yet. Um, but whatever I do, I'm gonna do it big, more or less. And like, you know, Kyle's not ready for for what he thinks he's what he wants to do. Um, and then they cut away, and uh, they did this thing where they had a, I think it was a Sports Illustrated actual interviewer, and like. Cole was an asshole. He was on the phone in front of that dude, and he was like, "I'm waiting for you." Well, that's why I'm on the phone. And he's like, and he gets on the phone and is like, "Hey, man, like this is very unprofessional. Like, you don't do this to anyone else." He's just a dick. And then like they pan away and they show that O'Reilly was watching the video. So it's like, okay. Um, but outside of that, it was more like this this solid uh, stuff. Like um, Swerve had a very good promo uh, to promote uh, his Street Fight next uh, or action went on Tuesday tomorrow. Um, yeah, like I can't wait to watch that. Like, you know, it's low stakes, but like it's actually our earned feud to get to that point. Like they beat, I'm excited like, to see if this yeah. is a launching pad. Yeah. This got look, this, please, please beat this man. Look, I thought the last time he beat him, like, beat this man, elevate. It he better win. Yep. <laughs> I don't even know this man. You know him. He right. better win this match. <laughs> he can move on and then be amongst all the other excellent wrestlers. Like yeah. I'm tired of this man being like you know no disrespect to Leon Ruff, but it's like this man has been this man has done good work since the day he stepped into into NXT in the ring and now he has the character work that people would have already talked about. You gotta have to make it work in WWE and then in the NXT. He has that now. That man t- yeah, refers to himself a third person. It's I've, great. I've had conversations now. I've had conversations with Swerve um imploring him to just rewatch Juice and just start pitching like a bunch of Bishop type <laughs> qualities. Like I'm like, yo, if someone played Bishop, good point. That would huh, be like fucking amazing. Like as a heel, like I don't think he's as I don't think he's as uh as hot of a live wire as uh as pop as Bishop was in Juice. But like there is a there is a switch he hits where he goes from joking to like I'll fucking kill you. Yeah. Um. And 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 he'll go back to laughing. Like it, it works. It it really does work. But yeah, man. Like it, it's I, I time. told him. It, I, I told him time. to openly pitch the like if Leon Rowe goes to his locker and closes it and then swerves behind that shit. Like that shit should be happening. Like, bro, that 
that shit should be happening. That's funny, bro. As fuck. Bro, I would literally just steal everything off of that shit. It's been thirty years. Ain't nobody yeah. ain't, look. Ain't nobody yeah. like you know when, hey. when Razor Ramon walked or Man, walked in. He'd be like, Vince ain't seen no fucking Scarface. Like, this guy's a fucking genius. Like, this is how, this is how I was about to say. Like, if if, <laughs> if Star Hawk can, stealing from can, a bunch of black movies, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah, man. Yeah, so that, that's pretty much that's pretty much it. Like, yeah, gonna wrap it that's up. pretty much it for that. Wrap this up. Take this to the house. Yeah, man. So um, make sure if you guys uh, would like to support the show, you guys can leave a donation on uh, the page on Red Circle. We definitely um, wanted to send a shout out to whoever left uh, that generous donation for us. Um, please get in contact with us. And the, how I'll know it's you that left it, you can tell me the dollar amount that you left. Um, you can contact us either. Like uh, my DMs are open on Twitter at richlighter 32 If it was you, uh, we I'd like to do something uh, to show our appreciation uh, for that. Um, also, uh, make sure you guys are checking out uh, prowrestlingtees.com. I believe there's some sales going on. Uh, you know, get the olds on top shirt. Um, <laughs> and all that and also uh, check out the rest of the shows on the network let's see if I can do this so normally Sundays but we've been going on Mondays for a while as One Nation Radio mm-hmm. um, Wednesdays we've got Keeping It Strong Style and the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show uh, every other Wednesday uh, we have Grown Men Watch This Shit we have mm-hmm. Great Match Generator we have All Things Elite and then, or I'm missing one. You're missing two. You're missing I'm, two. I'm missing two. Jesus, grave consequences. Two. Make sure you guys check out yes. grave consequences. Thursdays on Thursdays and Fridays. What's Fridays? Fridays. This man bought you a T-shirt. Oh, this man. I, I this was man. on the show. I was on the show. <laughs> My God. <laughs> I was on the show. Yes. Shouts out to my man Josh, number two, and Sandy. Uh, eight bit suplex. Been a long time since I've had to uh, do this. I'm trying to remember it all off the top of my head. And then, of course, all the things that leave with Floyd Johnson and Austin. Uh, make sure you guys check everybody out. And uh, yeah, keep supporting us. And um, yeah, I've been putting a bunch of stuff up on the YouTube channel. Check all that out. And um, yeah, we about this hoe. Later. It's Rich Ladder. DJ Truth is too good. And there's no beats left behind. Rich, it look like another dub for me uh-huh. You can take a big gal like the Harlem MC You can bring who you want, it's an open guest list But it's such a long climb like the top of Everest If you planning on standing on my battleground When I was younger, I would go out there and rap around Different hoods, I was hungry for respect, yeah I need props Tell me to remember you like Pete Rock And CL, I am oh so smooth Right in such a way that I can never ever lose my mind I will shine from my head down to my shoes I ain't riding 20 but I'm out here making moves No jewels are the ones that would embarrass the pimp Never wear that monkey shit I'd rather wear what I could get Man, make it all while you sitting there judging You acting like Joe Mathis I be the master Ceremonies get compared to OGs At the end of 03 I was working slowly Every line was designed for the folks that know me No guts, no glory Road to the riches Acting like I'm such a nigga that ain't never been nowhere before I am the lord in this ring Verbally I'm never in a box, think you Ella, you'll see like Biggie in the locks. Hard be the shot, got my focus on the G's from the underground to digitally. I'm money B. And truth, way nicer than the DJ skills all time. Why they only really press play? Hey, 
to something else, man. DJ Truth is too good. 